coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Den. This is The Brothers Catch-Up, your weekly podcast where two brothers come together just have a general conversation and catch up. I'm your host, Sal Biazzi. With me is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. <laughs> I had a Joe Biden. What did you just say there? <laughs> it's like you had like a little... Like, Welcome to... <laughs> well, we don't do two takes here, so everything goes on the first take. No takes. <laughs> no take backs. Uh, That's not true. We often will re-record things, but not in this instance for some well, reason. It's arbitrary. Well, welcome yes. to the episode. This is our sixth episode. We made it. We made a half a dozen episodes. I think that's enough. I can't believe we haven't been bought <laughs> out by the Barstool Network or NPR. Some sort of good podcast network. I'm surprised we haven't been picked up yet. When do we get our Spotify contract? Yeah, I heard Joe Rogan made 100 mil. I'll take, little, I'll take one mil. I'm a little disappointed that we haven't faced any real oppressive censorship or uh, analytic rigging yet. No one cares about yeah, this yet. We have, yet. I think we have a handful of listeners, though. We do. Um, My mom. Our mom. <laughs> this I is know the brothers at least ketchup. three people <laughs> who have listened to this podcast. And they assure me it's, it's mediocre. It's, yeah. <laughs> I say it's, uh, you know, they're proud of us for being able to schedule. Hey, I'll be honest. Us coming together this once a week, it is fun. I enjoy it. The problem is, so far what I've noticed is, like, we we hang out a lot. Like, we work together. So, I find during the week we wind up having really Better good conversations. conversations. <laughs> they're like, fuck, that would have been, been great on the podcast. And then the podcast comes along and it's like, well, let's see, we're going to get better. Yeah, we gotta just stop talking to each other during the week. Um, so we're in a good mood today because the yes. Miami Dolphins can't come off a win. Sorry, Pats fans. Woo! Your playoff hopes are done. Um, not the best game from Tua, but not a terrible game from Tua. Two rushing TDs. Yeah. Um, the one interception was pretty poor, but he was getting hit as he threw. Probably wouldn't have that ball wouldn't have been there if he didn't get that pressure. So. You know, that's not the worst thing in the world. The rushing game showed up today because the Patriots have no ability to stop the run, I suppose. And our offense that was comprised of many people who just literally yesterday were working grocery stores and car dealerships uh, were able to beat the Patriots and end their season. So 11 years in a row with the Patriots making the playoff ends in Miami. This year, the Dolphins still own the Patriots in Miami. That's, it, I'll tell you what, that's probably one of my favorite things going in football. Yeah. Is that like, you almost can count on it that when the Pats come to Miami, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game for the Pats, and we're gonna come out on top. Let's go, baby! It feels great. Um. So, do we want do we want to talk like deeply about the Dolphins? Or do you want to kind of do like an overview of what's going on in the NFL? Well, the Dolphins with the win a few weeks ago, you remember we said that the playoff road is tough. With the win, their playoff road is clear. So if you it's either win out if you win next week, you're you've made your odds to make the playoffs very, very good. Even with a loss to Buffalo, you could still find a way in. As but if you win out, you're pretty much in. So it is a good spot to be if you're the what, Miami Dolphins what or the their fans. Dolphins need going forward for the playoffs if we don't win out. If we just win one of the next two, and then we finish with ten and six record. You need one loss from the Ravens or two losses from the Browns. That's as if we lose. That's if we if we don't win out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you go into next week and you, if you beat the Raiders, you feel really great. So I agree. And you're a better team than and the also, Raiders right now. So we're nine and five. Like you can't be too upset we're with nine whatever and five. Happens. Yeah, we've I'm, almost doubled our wins from last year. Yeah, we're we're playing meaningful December football with a rookie quarterback <laughs> who's throwing to no wide receivers, no tight ends. It's amazing. Our run game sucks until today. Our first 100-yard rusher in two years, which is insane. That was crazy. And it was nice watching Brita and, and Ahmed kind of both back-to-back complement each other and, and move the ball downfield. It was good to take the ball out of Tua's hands a little bit. That's what people don't really get about the Dolphins' offense right now. They really are trying to limit Tua and what he's doing. They're not trying to ask him to do very much at all because this team is good all around. It's probably the most fun all-around team I've ever watched the Miami Dolphins put on the field week in and week out. So to have Tua be able to just kind of facilitate the offense and get his feet wet in the NFL, you could see him learning week in and week out, but play to play. In the first quarter when he makes the throw in the red zone that leads to the interception, as he's getting hit, he got hit. He should have run for that touchdown. Yeah. And later in the game, he's the pockets in that almost collapsing, exact same spot. And instead of throwing the ball somewhere, he Puts it in and throws it for a touchdown. And the New York Jets take a lead. 7 to nothing. Wow. I said to Frankie before this game started, I believe the Jets are winning today. This is the day the for the Jets, Jets. The Jets, as it stands right now, if they the win Jets one have game, the, one pick, the first pick. And obviously. the Jaguars. But if the Jaguars lose out, which they're probably going to, they lost. Well, they played the Ravens. Um, if they... If the Jets pick up one win, and they both finish with one win, say hello to Justin Fields, because Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I said to you the Jets are going to win more than one game. If they win two games, and then they fall to like the fourth pick, and then they lose out on Justin Fields. Although, I don't, if they win two games, do they... Because the Bengals, the Bengals have a tie, so I don't know. Okay, so as it sits right now for the playoff picture, with with the games still going on today, if we don't, if they don't exist, we would be the seventh seed playing the two seed, which would be the Steelers. But the Steelers, it's like tradition. We make we squeak into the playoffs and, and then, then have get to play blown the out by the Steelers. But if the Steelers win against the Bengals. And the Browns lose to the Giants. That would actually move the Ravens into the seventh seed. We would get bumped to the sixth seed, and we would play the three seed, uh, which would be Buffalo. Oof. But if the Bengals win today, which, I mean, they're not going to, but if they were to win against the Steelers, we would still wind up playing the Steelers just now a 6-3 <laughs> matchup. So most likely we're playing scenario, the Steelers. we're playing the Steelers. In just a seventh two, I mean, I don't see us getting to six or five, really. Do you have the scoreboard from the other one o'clock games? I don't have the scores. I, I can see who won. I know the Titans won. Nothing interesting there. Um, yeah, Titans the won. Colts, Colts, hold on. Colts won. Uh, Bucks won. All right. Against the Falcons. Not yeah. that impressive. Uh, Bears hung on and won. Good job for the Bears. Seahawks hung on and won. Okay. 
Um, the Redskins now in trouble. So, I mean, the AFC <clears throat> is... Can we revisit the conversation we had about the Giants and the NFC? Did we have that conversation on podcast? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we did, but the conversation was: I believe the Giants are an actually good football team, and they will win that division. Um, I will say I didn't see the Washington football team coming out like this, and they're playing like a good football team as well. They My position was none of those teams in the NFC East I'm are waiting, good teams. I'm waiting for this Cowboys 49ers game to update, and it hasn't, which leads me to believe it's still on. Which if Maybe it's still it's on, overtime. it's probably an overtime. But, yeah, none of the teams in the NFC East are any good. So it, there's no point. I mean, they're all – one of them is going to make, make the playoffs by default, but none of them should be respected as a good team, quote-unquote. But if the Giants win today, does that get them in? It's got to get them in, right? No. Yeah, it would, yeah, they would be the fourth seed. They would get in and have to play the Rams. But they don't – that doesn't lock it up. No, no, but as far as, like, right now, that's what it would what, – And who they play today, they're not going to win. They're playing the Browns. They're going to lose. I don't think the Browns are that good. I don't think the Giants are that good. No, I agree. The Browns are a better football team <laughs> for sure. But I think the Giants are I think the Giants are a type of team this year that I think they could beat on any given day any team. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're a great team or even a good but that's, team. But that's mostly NFL. The only teams that aren't like that are the Jets and are the, the Jaguars and the Bengals. Like the worst teams. Most teams any given day you could go that's out there. That's what I'm saying. The, the, my like point the is Cowboys the, beat the Vikings and the fucking... The Giants aren't one of the worst teams. Um, is it, I guess the AFC playoff picture really isn't actually that exciting. The K... The Chiefs are obviously locked into the one, pretty much. It's just who's going to get these, this wild card position. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really just between us and Baltimore on who's going to get that last spot. Everyone else is pretty much in there. The Colts are 10-4 and four with their win today. The Titans are 10-4 and four with their win today. So I they're got, just going to be jockeying for fourth and fifth. I have to say again that I can't express how happy... It makes me to be able to say that the, the Dolphins Patriots. eliminated the Patriots. the Patriots. The Patriots are eliminated. They're gone. The Patriots are gone. No There's playoffs. two weeks left of football, <laughs> and the Patriots are relevant. Uh, yeah, you have nothing to play for, New England. Actually, well, hold on. This goes back to the Jets conversation. Bill Belichick will play the Jets in Week 17. Does he let them win? Does he let them win? Improve They're his playing draft for nothing. Stock. You improve your draft stock while also keeping Trevor Lawrence out of your division. You just tell your team, look, I would never do this, but also I don't know, win. I know, as a Dolphins fan, we know how much we hate the Patriots. Yes. Could you imagine if, like, last year we were 0-15 going to New England with the chance to draft, let's say, Burrow at the time? But and I don't even know if Burrow's the prospect enough that... It, Belichick would do it for, but I think that Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, he might. like He might just be like, well... We'll send Trevor Lawrence to the NFC. Yeah, like, he could go play for the Jags. Oh. Because he's just... And he hates the Jets so much. That's got to be a Jets fan's worst nightmare. That'd be so cool. I want them to win today <laughs> and still win another game this this year. I think they can. I don't know. I think the Rams, the Rams are a good football team. I know we kind of dominated them. Fourth down for the Rams. They're going to have to punt back to the Jets, the powerhouse. Um, so, yeah, the AFC is kind of – it's really just all seeding and whether or not who that last team to get in is. The NFC, I think, is a lot more interesting, right? Because you have Green Bay 
pretty much locked into that first round into the first round bye right now, unless the Saints beat the Chiefs today. But I don't see that happening, especially with Drew Brees and his seventeen broken ribs. Drew Brees broke most of his ribs, and he's playing football. I I think it's dangerous, but um, so at the end of the day, the playoff picture is pretty much set in stone for most of the NFL. You know, okay, so here's a fun scenario, actually. Uh, the Eagles-Cardinals game. What becomes fun in that game is if the Eagles win, it moves the Bears into the seventh seed. So the Bears are not dead. The, no. Bears, the Bears pull off their win today. They just got to keep winning, and there's a chance they get it. So, I mean, like, the playoff picture looks – it's going to be fun. I think we have a good two weeks left of football. The games are going to matter, and it should be should be fun. I love football. Yeah. So what else do we want to talk about this week? Uh, what did you do? Um, Anything interesting happened? Yeah, kind of. I have a very unique thing that happened, and I didn't tell you about it. I told Mom. Okay. So me and Amanda went and looked at Christmas lights on yesterday? Saturday? So yesterday night. No, not yesterday. Friday. It was Friday night. And I went with my buddy Tommy. And he has a baby yak. He's got two yaks. This is the farm he was trying to create. Yeah. So I, we went there and we go to the pen with the baby yak. And when he opens the door, the yak just like runs over to you like a dog. Like it gets excited. It sees you. Um, also... The yak's name is Appa, like uh, yeah, Avatar. Avatar. This yak is so cute. You can pet it. It's so soft. I was getting down. On, it was like a little dog. I was just playing. But what yaks do, which I thought was awesome, if you stick out your finger, like you just hold it out, the yak thinks it's a nipple and will just immediately put your finger in its mouth <laughs> and just start sucking on your finger. I have never giggled <laughs> but I was I couldn't stop laughing. It was so weird and gross, but ticklish and funny, and it makes me really want to get a baby yak just so I can have like suck on my finger. So wow, yeah. So yaks finger sucking, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that was my Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> that is some experience. Um, how is the farm doing for um, Tommy? He's doing good. Did you see any good lights? Um, so we drove around Colts Neck. And no one in Colson's Neck really had any good lights. Very surprising. There was this one house that we used to go see all the time that was it was like my favorite house to go see because they would wrap every branch of their tree. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Now it's just like a couple trees done. Lame. Everyone's giving up on Christmas. No one no one's trying. But I feel like this year people I feel like we're see, I see a lot of lights this year. Well, the Around you, around here, yes. Around yeah. your neighborhood, there's been a lot. I will never give up on Christmas. What are you talking about? You hate Christmas. <laughs> I don't hate Christmas. That You always say that, but I don't hate Christmas. It feels like you hate Christmas. I hate... I get annoyed by Christmas music incessantly. We've gone over this. And I think... Just I, earlier today, we were talking about how great Christmases are going to be and like baking and yeah. doing all this stuff. And your response was, oh my God, sounds great. I'll be watching TV, not going outside. No. You were talking about 
going like skiing and snowboarding. And That's Christmas. I don't That's part of Christmas. Go, dude, I don't like winter sports. It's a totally different thing. I think you don't like most things. <laughs> <laughs> you that... like what you like, yes. and you hate anything you dislike. No, I don't hate. I try not to hate anything. Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars. I'm like an anti-Star Wars fan. I'm like an anti. I'm an anti fan. You feed off of the negative. The negative, yeah. I don't though. You do, but see, no, you're wrong. the The Star Wars thing is me rooting against them continuing to just make it worse. So it's I just want them to stop. Just like, stop just making stop. anything Star Wars. <laughs> I want everyone involved in Star Wars to stop. So I'm rooting against it to get worse because I think the only way it'll ever stop, like if it's mediocre, it'll just keep going. Because it's a money making yeah. yeah. It doesn't but that's why it's gonna keep going. And that'll be worse. Like because even if it's if it's just okay but bad because it doesn't matter what they do. Oh. People are going to spend the money and go see Star Wars. It'll never movies. be what it was again, which is sad. Because before, you know, it's funny. Because I spent my entire childhood and teenage years wishing for more Star Wars things. I was like, there's no way to ruin it. Just like, you just put out more movies. Like, we need more stars. And Disney proved me wrong. Turns and I'm willing you, to admit I'm wrong. Like, turns I'm out way you, wrong. You like, can ruin it. Please stop making Star Wars content. And not entirely or forever. Just... The big movies that are crammed into a time frame that's already been inc- incredibly scripted out. What is it about Star Wars that you love? Well, I think that for me, the I love Elder Scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this earlier today because I was playing a little Elder Scrolls. And the reason why I think Elder Scrolls is so successful is the same reason why Star Wars is so successful in that when you can create a, a universe of mythology that is really sound in its storytelling, in the story you're presenting, while also opening up a realm of infinite possibilities for the viewer to imagine themselves in that universe... At any point in time. Like, Star Wars isn't just the five years between, you know, the Clone Wars and then Luke Skywalker being born and then Luke Skywalker's life. Like, Star Wars is thousands of years and hundreds and hundreds of planets and thousands of races of aliens and Jedi and Sith and a history there that you could really explore. And you can leave what was great about Star Wars alone. Like, you could have left the trilogy and the mediocre prequels that... Star Wars fans are fond of because they are kind that of story, nerdy. That story was told. Yes. There wasn't really a need to expand on that story. But if you were going in, if you were going to expand on it, there there was a need. People did want to see what happened to Luke and Leia and Han. But the they deliberately decided not to do fan service, which would have been to make Luke, Leia and Han the main not even the main characters. You could have just had Luke do what he did in the novels. Like I've said this a million times. Like just you had a million different books and video games and fan stories that you could have pulled any amount of stories from and just put it on screen for the fans to watch and they would have been happy. But instead you decided to write your own story and you deliberately like stabbed the fans in the heart. Yeah, like so And I'm then not... you didn't even make an original script. So I'm not even 
I'm not a big Star Wars fan by any means. Um, in fact, I haven't seen all the movies. But what I do know, based on the videos that I've watched of people shitting on the new ones, that they just they did things that completely almost invalidate what happened in the previous films, like General Palpatine coming back. Like, when you have a story about Anakin Skywalker, six films about how Anakin Skywalker is supposed to bring the balance of the Force. And the biggest moment in the entire series is Darth Vader choosing to redeem himself for his son and lift Palpatine over his head with his robot strength and toss him with what little humanity has left into the core of the Death Star to blow up the entire Death Star and sacrifice himself to save the universe. Only to invalidate that in the He's future. Back. Like, <laughs> no, Palpatine's fine. That's crazy. Like, it's literally a crazy thing to do. And, like, it's something that they, it almost feels like they sat down and said, wow, this will really piss people off. Yeah, but that's why, like, <laughs> but we're good enough for all matter. As someone who's no. not a big fan, I almost look at that and go, the guys who wrote it must have not known about Star Wars. Because, like, I feel like if I wrote a Star Wars movie, I would do something like that. Like, hey, what if this dude comes back? Well, the problem is they didn't give themselves any villains. This has been explained a lot by a lot of really good YouTube creators out there. So if you watch people like uh, Critical Drinker is one who's good, and there's a few others, Netpicks. But there's no villain in the first two movies. It was Snoke, but then Snoke gets killed by Kylo. Kylo, you always expect to eventually redeem himself because he's Han Solo's son. And, you know, the way he kills Han, like, there's a million problems. And you get to the final movie, and it's Palpatine because who else is it going to be? Like you need a big villain. So Palpatine's been alive the whole time. He's done all. He's orchestrated all these events. When he got thrown, in, who knows how he got thrown into the core of the Death Star and survived? Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Maybe it didn't even. It's happen. ridiculous. But I think, and I've said this, it's really easy to make Star Wars good. Like if you would have just left the original trilogy and sequels alone, prequels alone, you could have made a sequel trilogy like you did, where Luke has reestablished the Jedi Order, the young Jedi go out and combat a threat. It doesn't have to be about Luke, Leia, yeah. and Han. Have the Republic rebuilding. The yeah. war's over. They won. But we, we can't tell that story. It's <laughs> no. still just like this sad, bleak world. <laughs> there's 15 rebels like, there's, in the entire universe. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, up against 800,000 of Palpatine's ships. Palpatine survived. Leia's dead. Now, Han's dead. Luke's there's dead. that, um, what is it, Attack of the... What's the animated series? The Clone, Clone Wars? Clone Wars, yeah. Really so good series. There's that one episode in Clone Wars... That follows the young Jedi. They go and they have to retrieve that they're... They have to go get their gems. I believe it's a two-part episode. But I think that, that would should, make a good yes. basis for the start of a movie. Like have Think of it like a series like the Harry Potter series where you have a series of seven films where the audience grows up with the characters. Like if you're a 12-year-old kid or younger, I guess, because the Padawans would be like seven or eight or six or seven... They go on their journey to go find their lightsaber crystals in the cave. They are faced with tests of their strength of the light side by being tempted by the dark side. They have to go through challenges in order to get their crystals and build their lightsaber, yada, yada, yada. One of the kids falls to the dark side. The friends go after him, are able to pull him back, and he builds his lightsaber happy ending, yada, yada, yada. Second film, 
maybe that kid is susceptible. Yeah, like he falls to the dark side. I don't. He's a basic skeleton. I hate. Yeah, you know, I don't want to say just follow exactly what Harry Potter did, but like you almost could, and it, your world is different enough where like I, I would watch it because like we talked about this the other day, but like by the time you get to the seventh Harry Potter film. It is a dark, gritty movie. Yeah, an adult film. It is an adult film. And if you go back and Not watch... Not an adult Harry- film. <laughs> Harry- Although there is that scene. No. Um, but if you go back and look at the original Harry Potter... Not that it's a children's movie, but it kind of is. You're following a kid. It's like, that first movie can almost be marketed as a kid's movie. But you still put enough Star Wars stuff in there that the adult fans get enjoyment out of it. But the- and by the time you build around this... This young generation of Jedi, and you follow them, you learn to love these characters by the time you get to the end, and they're fighting this new empire, whatever it is, whatever that evil you choose to be. It would have been awesome. It would be awesome. The problem is, Star Wars, like, Disney doesn't understand what it is that makes Star Wars special. And it seems like a lot of the fan base really doesn't understand it either, but... Star Wars is special because of the Force and because of the Jedi and because of the Sith and what that lore built in the original three allowed fans to imagine in their heads they were and they became. The Jedi are priest generals of pacifists leading a galactic republic in a war against an evil Sith empire trying to rise from ashes over and over and over again throughout the galaxy. Play into that. There's so many great time periods in the star wars universe that you could take stories from i always said the old republic knights, knights of the old republic, republic. Yeah. knights of the old republic one and two if you've never played those video games highly recommend get it downloaded i believe if you have an apple phone you can play both games on your iphone right now if you have android you can play the first one the second one's coming out those stories are better than anything that's ever been told on film in star wars lore in my opinion so, like, all you had to do was just write a script based off those games. But they chose not to do that. And I, at this point, don't going, want them to. Yeah, they just I don't keep, want them to touch they're gonna ruin it. Because I don't want them to do what they've done everything else. They just keep going to the same well of Luke, Leia, and I'm sorry. I just got distracted because the Jets just blocked a punt. And the Jets are going to beat the Rams. I decided they're going to beat the Rams. Um, wow. But yeah, they, they just keep going back. That's nuts. They just keep going back to the same well of these characters, and it, and it worked. I get it. But let's let's but it's move more, on. But it's more than just going back to the same well of those characters. They literally go. They're trying to tell the same story. They're trying to like expand on the same story. That well, remake, has yeah. and they can't keep it straight at this point. Like, there's no. It's it's like. There's no room anymore for more stories. But don't Because worry. you keep stepping on yourself. But don't worry. John Favreau has made a mediocre... Not mediocre. That's, a, that's mean. He's made a good show. And he's worked well with Disney in the past. Therefore, John Favreau is now going to just be in charge of everything Star Wars. I just don't like that John Favreau is the only person... Who can fix Star Wars? Like, there's so many dedicated Star Wars writers and fans who have put out so many great ideas over the years that 
you could put in as a creative lead. There are great minds who worked for LucasArts who wrote some incredible stories, novels, books about Luke and Mara Jade. Like, if you really were determined to tell some Luke Skywalker stories, you don't have to make him a hermit and kill him off. Yeah. You could have made a million Luke Skywalker movies. Yeah. Would have made you a shit ton of money. Like, just go down the list of novels where Luke Skywalker's a main character. There's 20 or 30 of them. And pick a few. <laughs> Instead, they threw them all out. When Disney bought they said, LucasArts, they, said, None they of threw this is all the lore in the trash. And they said, we're doing it over. Well, you were wrong. That was arrogant. Because, because all those stories, even the, sh- the worst ones, because there were some bad ones. I've only read a handful of novels, and the ones that I read of the Star Wars novels, they're not great. But they're fun. And they're Star Wars, and you have that same cast of characters, and they tell the stories in a good and fun way. But Star Wars thought they could do better, or Disney thought they is could there, do better. Is there anything... What's similar to Star Wars? Like is Star any, Trek? No, no, but I, I don't mean like that. I mean like something that was so beloved that has lasted this long, and then has no... Well, no, Doctor Who is... Yeah, oh, yeah. as I was saying, I'm like, Doctor Who. Doctor Who is following the same thing, of just like... It can't get out of its own way at this point. Yeah. It keeps retconning you're, itself into submission. You're a mess. Yeah, you're yeah. ruining your previous... You're now... What you're doing now is destroying what you've done in the past. So, like, let's let's move on. There's a real desire by Hollywood... Well, I mean, Doctor Who isn't really Hollywood. But by writers, I guess, to want to prove that they're smarter than the writers who wrote for the shows and movies before. That they can tell better stories... But they don't have the respect for what they're building their story on to preserve what the fans love. Yeah. So you can't just say Doctor's, the Doctor's not a Time Lord anymore. You can't just say Luke Skywalker is a crazy hermit. There's no Jedi Order. We're burning the original checks, text of the Jedi. Did you know the Jedi just end with Luke and Rey as a Skywalker? You can't, just, you can't just throw it away, which is what they want to do. Maybe... Not in, does, expect to preserve the fan. This base. goes back to me not being a fan site. I don't even know. I watched the original trilogy way back. How does it end? What's the last thing that happens? In the Star Wars? In, the, in the original third movie. Uh, they're Is that when a, he's they're flying, getting medals on and he, Dagobah. And he flies and he... They win, right? Like It ends with them winning? Yeah. Yeah, the war ends. So then, they get their... then we get the prequels and we learn about how it all came to be. Mm-hmm. Then years go by. We're gonna make new Star Wars films, and they start and like they didn't win. Yeah, the rebellion. What was, like, what was the point? The rebellion is still struggling to survive. There's it no. It just seems the galaxy like as an outsider. Is, yeah, and I'll report back as we go because I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna rewatch Star Wars. I'm gonna do it chronologically. I'm gonna start with the prequels and go all the way through. I'm gonna even watch the new ones. And I'll report back my opinions, which won't mean anything. You but. should play the Knights of the Old Republic games. I don't know. I was just talking about this yesterday with Brian, about like how I'm just not a video game guy. I, I would love to be, but I don't know. Like, what what are the games you play? They're what are they called? Those are RPGs. Yeah, they're role playing games. Yep. I've never played an RPG. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would like them. I've, I tried playing uh, Skyrim. Have... I didn't like it. <laughs> it's it's just so much reading. 
No, it's not. It's, it's all reading. It's all voice acting. It's. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want out of a video game, but it's like it's not that. <laughs> but if you can find an RPG for me to well, play, like, it's funny. I'll, it's funny to me because you like board games that are like, like you like tabletop board games. Yeah, right? love RPGs are yeah, just tabletop board games. Yeah, on kind of video games. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to like role play. So I play Elder Scrolls Online. If anyone out there also plays Elder Scrolls Online, hit me up. But you're supposed to just do the missions and quests that you want in whatever order you want and then just kind of have a fantasy adventure that you have in your imagination. So it is the RPG element is a lot of like kind of being able to have that imagination for what you're doing, I guess. But like I said, you're into... Tabletop yeah, like it's not that I don't so. have the. I mean, to be fair, even with Skyrim, like I haven't played it long enough to fully get there. But I struggle with anything that's like third person. Got it. You could have four. Both, Although Grand both Theft are Auto, also first person. Alright, so like Grand Theft Auto is a game that I've played and I love. To me, that's a role playing game. Not I know it's really not, though. but like. I pretend I'm that character, and I have a lot of fun. Like, I love that game. Yeah. Well, you should get Elder Scrolls Online and play with me, because I'll make sure it's fun for you, because I'm so do- I'm dominant. I'm nice at that game. I think I would rather try Fallout. Yeah, Fallout's awesome. Like, I think Fallout is probably more in my... Fallout's, yeah, it's just shooter version of... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I don't like... I do do find that I don't like the like the hand-to-hand sword combat. Well, I'm a mage in Elder Scrolls. I'm ranged, dude. I dominate shit. Oh, sorry. Then I could be a, a distanced mage. Oh, yeah, man. You can, Of course. That's <laughs> the point. You can be whatever you want. You can be an archer. They're a distance. All right, so in the time... We pause it for a second. And in the time we pause it, the Jets have expanded the lead. About to kick their field goal. 13 nothing. Oh! Let's go, Jets! We're all Jets fans today. Congrats, Jets. It was a big, big lead you've opened up. Oh, my claps made a big... Oh, God. Sorry if you're yours. Uh, volume warning. We wanted to touch on the video I sent you. Yeah, New Jersey. Actually, well, I think we have to talk about all the videos you sent me. They were good. But okay. the New Jersey one. What the? What did I send you? So you sent me the city planner playing City Skylines. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's really cool. See, like, you like City Skylines. That's not a role-playing game. That's just... No, but you like that game. Although, I haven't played it in forever because it's fucking frustrating because I can't not kill my <laughs> entire city. And then you sent me some other video that I think might have been about Doctor Who, but I didn't watch. About a time traveler something. Oh no, that was a guy who made a video as if it were a newscast in 1995. But they were interviewing a time traveler who was talking about how they made another Star Wars movie. Oh god. (laughs) People don't get that like... There's been seven Star Wars films made since the, the like because at that point the prequels hadn't even yeah, come out. It's just the original <laughs> three. And people are like, what? How could they have made so many Star Wars? And then films? the other video you sent me was it was really funny. That's a good video. This guy who did a thirty-minute in-depth discussion about New Jersey. We should link, link just these about videos. the state of New Jersey. We're gonna have to link these videos in the description. I don't have a Twitter account for the podcast yet. Maybe I'll do a Twitter account. I'll tweet them out. Okay. But I'll put them on my personal Instagram. I'll put them on yeah. the Brothers Catch-Up Instagram. But, yeah, this video was... 
It's the third installment in a series of videos. This young he's boy. Gonna, he's going to. Well, I forget his name. His name is like Carter. Carter. Okay. But his YouTube name, I think, is like. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's a good YouTube name to be able to get that. Yeah. Right. That's. But amazing. it's just a twenty-minute video where he just describes. No, it's like New thirty Jersey. minutes. He just describes New Jersey yeah. in depth, and he explains the topography and the demographics and the history. It was fascinating. Okay, what's let's go start with what was your biggest surprise? Did anything I didn't in that know, video surprise you? For everything I've known about New Jersey and Atlantic City and the boardwalks, I didn't know Atlantic City's boardwalk is the longest in the world. Okay, I didn't know that either. But to me, the weirdest thing that I had no idea when he got to the Pine Barrens part. Oh, yeah. That there are cranberry bogs in the pine pine berries? What the fuck? And, like, ghost towns? (laughs) I would have never guessed about the cranberries. At all. Well, the Garden State, we make a lot of stuff. I mean, I knew we're the Garden State, we make stuff, but, like, cranberries? Me and Rachel were just talking about how Lakewood is slowly changing, but not even that slowly, quickly, rapidly Rapidly changing. changing. And soon, how most of Lakewood, Brick, Howell... Tom's River, Jackson are all going to be one metropolis. Like it's going to be part it's of the be their, city. Yeah, it's, it's almost city. like Nashville the way it's laid Which out. Which it's going to be kind of sick because you have the Lakewood Blue Claws that aren't the Blue Claws anymore. <laughs> like the fact that you're going to have what like, are the they now? Uh, they're the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. They oh, renamed. Okay. They re. They but that's it. part of it, right? Like Lakewood's becoming bigger than just Lakewood. Becoming more than just Lakewood. So I think they saw it coming. Like, hey, let's rebrand. We're not Lakewood anymore. But what's going to happen down the line? I don't know. You also have to. To factor in the gigantic Hasidic Jew population in Lakewood, yeah. and how did that? How does that play a factor into all of it? Well, I mean, that's does it become almost like force, a but... mini New York, though, where like no, but... Brooklyn is heavy Hasidic, and but what you can't stop from happening once it's almost like the snowball goes downhill as the city starts to expand naturally, and as long as the economics stay positive and businesses keep coming into now, I don't know how much of it is corruption. And I don't want to make accusations about any specific community. I just am saying, as long as the practices are up and up and the and the city continues to yeah. grow the way it is, then the demographics will sort itself out. You only have, like, if, well, you, if it becomes a city of 400,000 people, it's not like it's going to be 98% well, Hasidic that Jewish. Was, so that was another thing. Primarily. That but, was another thing that was crazy to me in that video. So many things about the New Jersey population I had known, but... You don't realize until like they're put into context. I knew New Jersey was the most densely populated city yes. state. or state. What I didn't know when they said that there isn't a single city that has more than 300,000 people in, in New Jersey. And yet we are the eighth most populous state. And the Pine Barrens is one of the biggest. It's one of the most on the sparsely populated. Coast. Yeah, it's one of the most sparsely populated. Wild. And then at the end when he started getting into like the diversity, we have... So many things I didn't know. 3% Muslim population. We have the largest Muslim population, the largest Hindu population, one of the largest Asian populations. Well, when I drive up north, when we go to Oak Tree, not that we should mention anything about yeah. our business, but we go up that way, um, there is, I don't know if you've noticed, the big Indian population. All the businesses are Indian. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I haven't even noticed that. And then when you drive through Lakewood, you see the billboards are in his, are in Hebrew, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these populations are big and big. they're concentrated. Yeah. And then um, one of the other things that I kind of found fascinating about this video that I didn't know, I didn't know that the towns up in North Jersey, in South Jersey for that matter, aren't considered suburbs of New Jersey. 
they're considered suburbs of Philly and suburbs of New York. They just happen to be located inside of New Jersey. So New Jersey's largest cities aren't even New Jersey cities, even though it's New Jersey. That yeah. was wild to me. But did you know? Did you know the uh, factoids about the borders on Ellis Island, no, and Liberty Island? That was cool. Now he links another video, GCP I, Gray's video. I didn't watch that, but that, I'm going to. That's a classic video where he explains why who New owns York, the New Jersey and the Supreme Court case and all that stuff. But it's very interesting. New York and New Jersey have long disputed the actual borders of the two states, especially on Ellis Island. And it's wild. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. The state of New Jersey is a beautiful, fascinating place, but I can't wait to get the heck out of it. Well, it's crazy <laughs> because, like, it does have everything, right? Like, it has the mountains. It has the Pine Barrens. It has the beaches. It has the city. It has beautiful, it's, beautiful lakes. It's got everything. It's, it's a state full of everything. But it's also one of the scariest things in that video that he points out is that the Northeast as a whole, due to the bays... The lakes, the waterways, its location to the Atlantic Ocean, and its proximity to Europe. When the when the settlers came over, the Northeast was a natural landing point and a natural place to start building their life. And it now takes up the Northeast is two percent of the country's landmass. In that two percent, seventeen percent of the United States population lives in it. Yeah. So you're telling me if, if – listen, I didn't want to touch politics today, but with the impending administration coming and as things continue to get to, – to go, and China, if there's ever a war, if you're I – mean, if you're thinking where to drop a nuke, I mean, it's the Northeast. Between D.C. and Boston, Boston. yeah, yeah there's, there's a big target. But, I mean – there's a lot of reasons to want to not be in this place and population density and the amount of people and all that is definitely among the reasons before you get to the fact that, you know, hostile foreign powers may want to detonate bombs in yeah. your neighborhood. That's just, it was just scary to me. Like, <laughs> seeing those numbers, like, whoa, that's a lot of the country's population in one tiny area. But you're talking about, like, traffic deaths and all that, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just the side effect of living in a place, like, that's so populated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think that people should check out that video. What are the other videos I say? I sent you the time the, traveler video. You definitely the, should watch the city planner. Plane. City plan, planner. Plane. There are a bunch of good videos that. Yeah. I, oh, and then my favorite video that you sent me over the weekend. And this is gonna touch politics, but I don't care. The the guy from Serbia, born and raised in Serbia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking about what happened in 2000 like i just love america and this is crazy this dude knows he's never been to america and he and you can just tell him the, by the way he's talking that the love he has for our country and our ideals and it's just it's inspiring to hear someone not in your country talk about your country with love and admiration and then also almost like a a pity like a sadness a sadness of like you're you're dying and, and you're letting it happen you're giving it up so that was another great video that you sent me. All right. You know how I want to end this podcast? No, I have no idea. I want to read my poem. Oh, that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. I think that'd be nice. All right. So this poem doesn't have a title yet. I wrote it this week. I've been writing a lot of poems that I consider mediocre, not worth doing anything with, but just kind of having. Because like what happens, my process is I'll go back 
eventually and look at all the poems I wrote over the last like few months or whatever and then pick the good ones that I like and then I'll work on them some more and then eventually if there, I like them enough they'll there go are out. some that you've written that I absolutely love thanks man I but this poem that I wrote I don't know what I want to do with but I like it so much that I'm while I'm still working on it I kind of think that I want to share it now which one is this this is the one it doesn't have a name so it's hard for me to describe it it's one of the ones you sent me though it's it the second one that you sent me. Yes. Okay. So I sent you and Rachel both two poems. I liked them both. Obviously, I wouldn't send them. But the one I liked, I thought, like, like that's like one of my favorite poems I've ever written. But me and Rachel is, both liked the other one. Yes. But I but like I, this one, too. I do <laughs> like this one, too. Okay. So someday it'll have a title, and maybe you'll see it on social media maybe or we'll out there somewhere. we'll workshop a title after you read it. But eventually we have... I mean, I'm trying to put together enough poems where I could put together like a book of about a hundred pages of poems and maybe get some of my friends who are artists to illustrate. Oh, I would. Cool. I'll do some illustrations. Yeah, That'd be sick. I want to get you, um, maybe Jay. I have another friend. So, would you want? Do you want me to play a little light background no, music for no, you to it's read? Okay. No, I don't want it to be like too uh, to be like, coffee shop. Okay. I just wanted to read it. Like I need a, just a bass. <laughs> boom boom. Or like a bongo. I have that uh, cajone I got after for, each line. Um, so this doesn't have I can't stress enough no title so I don't know what to say other than this is the poem I'm starting to suspect that maybe there's no answer and we're all just sort of stuck here like a stranded Christmas choir in the snow I don't know what you expect or how you reconcile these dire circumstances with the wild off chances maybe we'll get lucky and this hostile climate somehow love will grow But if I correctly recollect, it was you who were accusing me of these transgressions, with no discretion or basis upon which to go. Perhaps we should admit that we leave no room for reason, and that's the reason this whole tinderbox we've built so precariously is set to blow. I don't know how to express all the many ways I have loved you, but I did love you, and it's only in retrospect I will get to come to realize it was the greatest love that I will ever know. It is really good. Hey. And I I try not to be biased when I hear your poetry. Like I try to not like I try to read it as like I'm not not a poetry guy, but like I just try to read them like, do I like this poem? Objectively, yes, I like that poem. Hey, thanks, I don't care man. who wrote it. It's a good poem. <laughs> hey. Um I did think of a name. Okay. And I think it's a terrible name. Good. Can you tell me? Alright. I just I don't know what I don't what does the word folly mean? <laughs> like a fool's errand troubled folly troubled folly now here's why i think okay. that i get the name now poetry is very much it's for you to determine what that poem is about so okay. i'm not going to say what what that poem is about but what i interpret it as is like we're battling to save something that we we loved but it's almost we're we're battling we we can't save it it's over it's a folly. It's a fool's errand to try to save this. And it's a troubled folly. That's that's my pitch for the name. I like the suggestion, and I like the reasoning for the suggestion. I do have a system for naming poems, though, that I'll go through first when the poem, I think, is done. And the system, actually, is... Uh, I'll give it the cheats. If you're listening this far into the podcast... What's the last know... line of each stanza? Make that no, no, no. the title. Well, it's... The first thing I look for is what's the last line of the poem. Is the last line of the poem good enough to be the title? If not, I move on to the second step. What's the first line of the poem? 
Is the first line of the poem good enough to be the title? If not, I look at all the other lines of the poem. Is there anything in those lines that could be the title? And if it's none of those things, then I would go to something like Trouble Follies, where I would, like try and come up with a name that isn't directly represented in the poem. But I haven't gotten that far yet, because that poem is probably still going to change a little bit before it's to a point where I think it's yeah. ready to go. But... but. Nonetheless, I think it's a great poem. Thanks. I really like it. If you like it, please let me know. If you don't like it, that most people are more willing to say the, they don't like my poetry than they are that they like it. In for me, I've only written one poem, and it did get published in a lit mag. Yeah. But it wasn't even my poem. It was just lyrics <laughs> to a song that I just copy and paste it and put it in there. Like you, Joe Biden did. I didn't think it was gonna get in the lit mag. I just was like. I need an assignment to hand in. Here's this. <laughs> That's still this. bad. That's still pretty bad. And then it winds up in the lit mag. And now, you know. <laughs> I'm plagiarist. It was yeah. good, though. It was good. Yeah, you shouldn't plagiarize. How long have we been talking? Yes, long enough to minutes. say we called yeah. it a day. Good job, everyone. Um, it was a boring week. Nothing really happened except my finger getting sucked on. So. We have a lot to talk about, but last week was a heavy podcast. We figured this week we'd keep it a light podcast. We had a lot of fun talking today about all the things we talked about. Star Wars, Disney, if you're listening, hire me. Forget We got Favreau. ideas, damn it. Forget. Listen, I could fix the franchise. I'm a Star Wars anti-fan. I know exactly what's wrong. I know what's wrong. I can fix it for you. You don't have to pay me a lot. Pay off my house. You could do that. Buy, pay off the mortgage on my house. You don't even have to do that. You'd do it for free. Don't lie. I would do because it for free. Because if, if you <laughs> nail it, if you nail it, I mean, yeah, like it. the name recognition, <laughs> you're right. Who needs money? Now, I don't know anything about running a production studio or anything like that, but I'm an ideas guy, so give me some good talent around me. We got it. All right. I, I trust it. <laughs> if I was running Disney, sure, I'd let you do don't it. Don't touch Revan and Malik. We'll come up with something else. Let's go to the Mandalorian Wars, though. That'd be really fun. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Have a good week.
Arnold. Travis Darno. No, it's not. Is cousins with <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Is he French? What is Darnold? Dude, Mackie Becton. Is it Mackie or Mackay? Mackay. He's fucking huge. Yeah, dude, he's like seven foot three, eight hundred pounds. It's crazy. Does anyone get past him ever? No. Let's see what happens. He's whoa, he's pretty fast. Whoa! Alright, ready? Yeah. Uh, this is just the recording part. Okay. Do you want to put anything on this? No. It's not worth waiting to the end of the episode to hear whatever this is anyway. Fair enough.